0: You are listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast, produced by the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. I'm Luke, and we created this podcast because we want to explore Christianity the way that Jesus intended it to be. If you're interested in joining us on this journey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, or for more resources, check out changeoroville.org. Hey everybody, welcome to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. I am joined by the wonderful Stephen Vicky Orsillo. Oh, Hello. Hello. You guys are about to go on a camping trip. We're going
1: to Yosemite. it be fun. So we're looking forward to that. Um, we finally found Yosemite last year for the first time. Um, Steve had been there as a child. And he promised to take me all these years. And finally, he kept his promise after 42
2: years. Of <laughs> 43, marriage. anyway. Or whatever, see? <laughs> many That's years. Many, many,
1: many, many years. Where were you 42 yes. years ago? Uh,
0: I didn't exist. That's yet. right. Yeah so we're going
1: to go go again take our trailer and and, um, some friends are going to join us for a few days and um it's what's crazy though the weather in northern california is just really cool for the second week in june yeah you know and so yosemite still (laughs) there's there's snow everywhere still it's just crazy i guess it's flooding in yosemite some of the valleys yeah so we're gonna be see flooding instead of meadows (laughs) yeah did you know that yeah okay
0: are you gonna take your e-bikes again. We're
1: gonna ride through the water. Yeah, yeah we're taking our e-bikes. We it feels like we we're working out. Yeah, we could tell everybody we went 100 miles.
2: <laughs> yeah, probably not with the water. There's a blip
1: though. There, you know, it doesn't really. My Apple Watch doesn't really register. Like, no. oh, you did good.
0: Because you got too fast.
1: <laughs> well, because it's it's battery. Yeah. <laughs> is it a battery? Is that what it is? But, e-bikes. Uh, what are they?
2: Batteries, they're, bi- okay. they're, they're batteries. Yeah. I remember okay. you saying last
0: year pe- people were looking at you cli- as they were climbing up uh, a hill. They kind hated of. us. Yeah, they hated us.
2: <laughs> they
1: hated and us. And envied us. Yeah. Both. I'm sure they went back and ordered an e-bike because they were pushing their bike up a yeah. hill.
2: Nonverbal verbal communication, they would say, you are so smart, <laughs> yeah. but I hate your guts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they really were. They were looking at us longingly or with hate yeah. because yeah. if it would be me pushing my bike up that hill, that grade, <laughs> Uh, him and I would look at each other and said, "Amazon tonight, Yeah. right? We would have gone yeah. and Amazon. ordered an e-bike." There you
0: yeah, what some right. of the purists were. Yeah, uh, the purists. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we get to go down all kinds of dirt road, dirt paths <laughs> and stuff along the river. And let's be honest, we would never do that if we we had a pedal. Right, <laughs> we're lazy.
2: Yeah, we have to pedal, but we There's if we problem. had if we had to push through. Yeah, yeah.
1: right. Eh, do we really though?
2: Yeah,
1: eh, we could just go like this. Eh, <coughs> <laughs> mine,
2: mine has a. Mine has a. Throttle.
1: Steve's goes like thirty yeah. miles
0: so an those hour. of e-bikes? not even half pedals. Those just yeah, just that'd bowl, be weird. Just the pegs. And just yeah, no, no, If they that's
2: have weird. pegs, then they're not called a bike. Yeah. they're, they're Oh, really? A they're not e-bikes. About. No,
1: but Steve's goes like are Steve's is like a like a Volkswagen Beetle. His goes so fast, mm-hmm. and he goes twenty-eight miles an hour, and I'm like. You know, I got. You know, I almost crashed. I told you last time at 17 miles an hour and almost got killed. So, <laughs> well, that um, scares me. Yeah, it scares Let's me. Not
2: taking with us. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Don't go so fast on the side yeah, of the road. Yeah. And I won't be wearing flip flops again. There you go. <laughs>
0: Live and learn. But uh, this time we are in- got another message point for you. Do you remember what it is, for Vicki?
1: It's uh, God gives authority for men to lead the church. There we go. Is that it? You got it. Oh, my gosh. I I don't, like, uh, t- I don't like quizzes. <laughs> I always do bad on quizzes. Yes. I look like a deer in the headlight. Yeah. What?
0: So um, let's read the scripture we're going to read from Matthew 16, uh, verse 13.
1: So this is how many how many um, points are there? Ten?
0: Ten. This is number nine.
1: And this is number nine. And yeah. this is what are these? These are what we, the Father's house is got. Message points. Message points. Yep. Okay. As in case they're just joining yeah. us.
0: So Helping them. Okay. I'm glad. Okay. So verse 13. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he was asking his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, and others Elijah, but still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, Mm. and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And he warned the disciples that he should not tell that they should tell no one that he was the Christ.
1: There you go, Steve. Go, Mm -hmm. you know you got something. Oh yeah, you know it's just burning. (laughs) It's like a hunk of hunk of burning love, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. This one, this one almost. This is one of those verses that almost preaches itself.
1: I know you're like, look at he's he's getting revved up. I can see he's waking up.
2: So, so the question. What question? Who do you say that I am? You know. I might be something of a broken record on this podcast because <laughs> there is no more important subject than who does he, who who is he? Mm. And he's asking, who do you say that I am? That's what matters. Mm. And when Peter says, you know, you're the Christ, the son of the living God, Je- Jesus says, blessed are you. Blessed are you. This was revealed to you. This is a really blessed understanding of this whole thing knowing who i am and knowing that that is who i am the christ the son of the living god this is something really important in fact matthew uh levi wrote the book of matthew for the purpose of convincing people that jesus is the christ the son of the living god Mm. it's 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 like well who does he say that he is you know and and why are they crucifying him because a man claimed to be god people say he didn't claim to be god no he did he said who he was and then he asked them, and when Peter answered the right way, you're blessed. Wow,
1: that's this, good.
2: this is really and and the word Peter, changing his name from Simon to Peter is changing it to a sliver of the rock. Mm. And what he actually says in these verses is this statement that you are that I am the Christ, the Son of the Living God, is the rock. And you, Peter, are a sliver of that rock because you know that I am the Christ, the mm. Son of the Living God. And I'll build. This is what the church will be built on. This is what it causes a fortress to be built that the Hades cannot prevail against. Will 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 hell or the Antichrist or the the you know the false narrative will that will that subdue us? Will it overcome us? Well, not if your church is built wow. on the understanding that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the Living God. This is the rock where the storms the, the storms beat. The waves rage, and that house will stand. This is the rock that causes Jesus, the understanding of this, what causes Jesus to sleep in the boat in a storm where everyone else thought we're going to die. It's what causes Jesus to understand and know that his father will will raise Lazarus from the dead. Come forth. It's when he says, Father, I thank you that you always hear me. It's what makes him know his father always hears him because he knows who he is. Good. Do you know who he is? And what he's asking us is, who do you say that I am? And if you know that he's the Christ, the son of the living God, and you have gone through to figure out what that means. If, okay, that's true. Okay, what does that mean to me? He is the Christ. What does that mean to me? He's God's son. What does that mean to me? What is is required of me? Now, last week we talked about overcome to the end, endure to the end. That's what's required of me. And you shall be saved because you said Jesus is the rock. Mm -hmm. Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is the son of the living God. And I believe in him with my life, my money, my family, my every relationship, every possession, all my life. I, I didn't just invite him to come bless my life. I gave that life to him to try to use my life to bless his kingdom. And that's what's so, this thing, this is like one of the best verses on earth for waking people up to say, well, maybe my Christianity isn't quite up to speed because I don't know who I say that he is. When I say it, it sounds kind of weird. You know, I say he's the son of God. Well, what's that mean? I don't know. You know, well, you're the Christ, the son of the living God, the God that's alive. Who, who God called himself when Moses was trying to get a name out of him to tell the Pharaoh, God just kept saying, I'm the one who's there. I'm the one who's present. Mm-hmm. My name is I am that I am. I, I am with you that I am with you. And when he says, who do you say that I am? Peter says, you are the one that Moses promised. You are the one. He says, who do you say that I am? You are the Christ, the son of the living God. You're the one Moses promised that in God t- promised through Moses, you know? And so in every case, when when God is talking about Himself, He's the God who exists. He's the God who's present with mm-hmm. you. He's the one around you. He's the one that f- we we're just talking about Yosemite a few minutes ago before we started. And the majesty of Yosemite, that's God. He is the majesty of Yosemite. And who is He? Well, I'm not sure unless you know this. Mm-hmm. Well, if Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, then the majesty of God is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's good. If you know this, you're on the pathway to being able to sleep in the storm. That's good. You're you're on the pathway to be able to live in peace in the times of turmoil. You can have peace that passes understanding. You can love your enemies. You can turn the other cheek. You can go the extra mile. You can do all these things because you know that your Savior that made his home in you is the Christ, the Son of the living God. He is God in the flesh. John said, though in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God. The Word is God, was God. This is God. Mm. Who do you say that I am? And the question is asked to every person listening. Who do you say that he is? really good. And when you answer that question, if you answer it like Peter and you understand, see, Peter understood what he was saying. Mm -hmm. He's been to Hebrew school his whole life. (laughs) He knew, okay, you're that one. You're that guy. You're the promised one. Well, in America, we haven't been taught that our whole life. So who do you say that he is? He's the God of the universe. He's the Lord, a king of my life. He's the owner. He holds a contract on my life. He, I'm his slave. Oh, because you know that. Blessed. You're a, you must be blessed. Build my hot church. You must be blessed because mm-hmm. flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit revealed it. The Father who is in heaven revealed it to you. And he let you know that Jesus is the one mm. and now the second question who does that make you mm. well that makes me his servant that mm. makes me his slave that makes me his subject mm. that makes me if I'm lucky be, I can even get beyond friend you know he makes me his friend and hopefully I can get to be his son hopefully that's who it makes me is I'm his son but it really does determine what you believe about that what that makes you so who is he who do people say that I am? Well, they say that. Well, who do you say that I am? You're this. Okay, what's that make you? Mm. Jesus told him what it made him. Blessed of God to know that. And I have to, I walk around all the time. Why do I get to know, you know? Like I go to a mall and I look at people walking by and, and there's some pretty miserable, you can, they look miserable. I mean, it, it could be, you know, a secret that they're miserable or it could be really public. But nonetheless, I just I just wonder, I wonder how many of these people are as blessed as I am to know that Jesus is Lord. And I just, I just marvel at that. Why do I get to know that Jesus is Lord? Mm -hmm. What did I ever do to deserve loving you? I mean, how did I ever get to know this? Um, I didn't deserve it. He came and got me, kind of chased me like a hound to heaven. He kind of chased me down. I was running like a mad dog, but I had played prayed prayers as a kid that I think resonated through time. And I was he finally chased me down and I finally quit running, you know, but why do I get to know him? And then how come I get to know that who do you say that Jesus is is the most important question to answer? And once you, question, you answer the question, who do you say that I am? Well, who does that make me? You got Bartimaeus, a blind guy, in a crowd of seeing people shouting out, Son of David. By shouting out, Son of David, he's saying, I know who you are. He's saying what Peter said. You're the one, son of David. They didn't just, you know, son of David is the one. Mm. In their their culture and in their teaching and their Hebrew school, they are taught that the one is going to come and he's the son of David. He's the offspring of David and the line of David. And so he's shouting out, son of David. How does a blind man know who he is? And Jesus said, your faith has made you well. And, you know, he didn't say you get to see. He did. He healed his blindness. Then he said, but your faith... Has made you well, mm-hmm. and and it, we look it up. It's your faith has saved you. Mm-hmm. Knowing who I am has saved you. And I just wish people would stop dropping and roll, and say no. Finding out who Jesus is is what's important here. Really and then
1: they, then and then conversely gives then the gives ba- me yeah. an
2: based on that revelation. Yes. Yeah, based yeah. on that revelation, yeah. Yeah. men
1: lead the church. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. And it's like, then he goes on to talk about whatever you loose and whatever you bind, I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Can you imagine that? He gave that to a man. For what reason? To lead. Because he said he knew who he was. Because he said, you're the Christ, you're the one. And all of this authority on earth, all of this joy, all the fruit of the Spirit, everything comes to us because... We either know who he is or we don't. Mm. And then once we know, who are we? Who does that make me? That makes me the disciple who's going to show people that I might be the only Jesus they ever see. So I need to be his disciple or his imitator or his twin mm. so that people see him and they go, because I know you, I now believe in him. Let's What's it? make sure that each day people honor god because they met you and saw what god has done in you and that's what that's what this is about i will give you the keys to the kingdom you'll be able to lead people to the kingdom or you'll be able to push them away from the kingdom based on your behavior and your response to what you know about jesus christ
1: well i just uh, um you know with with respect to what we're talking about too today is that um he said, I think it, I also say to you that you're Peter and upon this rock I will build my church. Mm-hmm. And I then I will, um, and the gates of Hades will not overpower and I give you the keys. It's like he does give man authority to lead. You know, he puts, if you look, if you look at the Bible, you go to the top of the of the pages and there's, there's words that are actually names of people. Mm-hmm. So we say, you know, we're following God, we're reading God's word according to, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John; those are actually men. Mm. So, you know, it's not the book of Jesus, book of Jesus, book of (laughs) Jesus, book of Jesus, book of Jesus, because oftentimes people say, "I need no man to lead me; I have the Holy Spirit." Mm -hmm. And the uh, last weeks we talked about, you know, which sometimes the Spirit's kind of suspect. That's right. It's whatever their spirit, wherever the wind blows them, that's Mm -hmm. the spirit, or whatever they want. And the truth is, He gave men the authority to lead His church, because Jesus is not here. Like Steve said, I'm the only Jesus that my friends might see. And so it's like, I'm the authority in that circle. And it's like, how am I leading the church? Mm -hmm. How am I leading unsaved people and how am I leading saved people? You know, what do I look like? Am I authentic? You know, do I I have the keys to the kingdom? What do I do with it? Um, Is Jesus building his church on you or are you tearing down his church? Are you breaking it down? Did you, are you built on the rock? So when the storms come, you know, what happens to your your building? What happens to your house? Does it fall? You know, so practically speaking, it's like who, knowing and saying who God is and then who, conversely, mm-hmm. ma- that makes me
2: really
1: responsible.
2: Yeah. And the sand that causes it to fall is disobedience. Did mm. you say sin? The sand. See, yeah, you say sin, okay. That makes yeah. the house fall. Your foundation of oh, yeah, yeah. sand makes it fall is because of? not acting upon his words in disobedience. And knowing who he is. Yeah. Yeah. And not responding to what he says about himself. John chapter 12, my words will judge Judge you. you. Mm -hmm. I won't judge you. My words will judge you. What I said will judge you because you don't know who he is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, being at the church, the father says for 25 years now, you know, Steve takes it, this very, very seriously. I think probably people think sometimes too seriously because he, he's a shepherd. Mm-hmm. And so the, sh- the, sh- um, the shepherd looks over the sheep, and he doesn't let any wolves come in mm-hmm. because God gave him the authority. He is he is the shepherd of the father's house. And, you know, people tell us th- different things all the time from different churches. But guess what? We're not the shepherd of that. The other, another congregation, church yeah. congregation yeah. so we t- we take it very seriously we'll tell people the truth and you know they can decide what they want to do but it's 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 he's going to be him and I going to be judged even harsher because we're the leader of this congregation and this, this shepherd pen so the authority we have that he gave us is it's pretty stunning and it, it gets rather heavy at times yeah. the authority right
0: it and does you know, another good verse for this topic is Matthew 28, right? the Great Commission, where
1: yeah.
0: uh, Jesus says, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, wow. baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I teach commanded them. you. Yeah, and, them. lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the
1: age. Yeah, Again, again the teaching commandment, right? Okay. It doesn't say you just let them get get saved at an altar and then let them go. Yep. It talks about being a baby and, and all the, you know, the working out your salvation. And mm-hmm. so the teaching yeah. thing is real important.
2: But right. he didn't say preach the gospel to them and then I will teach them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He says it's good. Right. preach the gospel to them, make disciples of them, teaching them yeah. the way. Right. And uh, there is very few... Um, Tenets of the are, are as easily proven as God gives authority to man to lead His church. Really, Vicki referred to the Bible. Everybody on earth mm-hmm. believes the Bible, you know. And they, you say, well, who wrote the Bible? You know, whose names at the top of the page? It's always a man's name. Uh, God gave, He inspired them, gave them the words, they wrote them down, and what they wrote, we call the Word of God. It's good, and. Paul the Apostle, you know, we follow his example. But the problem is people don't want to believe that somebody today should have authority over them or to them or teaching them. And and I think that's one of the reasons worldwide the Church of Jesus Christ is shrinking in every western nation on earth, because man does not want men to have authority to lead the church. Man, each one, want to be a church to themselves. And only do what the Holy Spirit tells them to do. And only do what they agree with. Their desires. And they follow themselves. And that's one of the reasons faith is just falling apart all over the world. It really is. Especially, especially, I can't speak for third world and impoverished nations. They seem to be on fire. But the Western world seems very clearly to have church attendance, belief, going down giving going down you know it's it's sinking because one of the reasons foremost reasons is we don't want to follow each other we don't want to lay our lives down for each other and jesus said if you want to be great in the kingdom lay your life down yeah if you can't lay your life down for your neighbor you can't be my disciple Mm -hmm. so therefore we don't want to be his disciple you know we want we want it the way we want it Mm -hmm. and we're gonna tell him how it is. And there's salvation through no one but Jesus and only his words bring us salvation. And there's also, God gave authority to man to lead the church and to share what Jesus is saying to each other. And so we must become men, the follow me as I follow Christ, which was a few weeks ago. I become the man that others can follow and I and I carry the authority and the burden to care what happens to someone who imitates me. If you imitate me, I don't want you to stumble. If you imitate me, I want you to soar. Mm. I want you to become the best you possible, so that others can follow you. Okay. And that's really where the authority to lead the church comes from, and in, in its power, where it gains all of it, all of its power. You know, you'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. All those promises. We all want to run to those, but the responsibility to warn your brother if he's going in a ditch. The responsibility to not lead him in the ditch, not be blind, having eyes to see, see, ears to hear, hear, uh, you know, to rightly handle the word, to answer the question, who do you say that I am? Those are all extremely strong responsibilities for any man who would say to anyone else, follow me. And God gave authority to us to do that and to lead the church and to create the structure that Paul lays out in Timothy of deacons and elders, you know, leaders people who lead to rightly handle the word to rightly lead people away from falling in the ditch.
0: That's good. Yeah, you know, I think the the other side of this coin I think we should talk about is the fact that he would want to choose us to lead his church. Yeah, As, that's good.
1: <coughs> why well, you know. I, I wouldn't. <laughs> right. I, that's, why that's, I mean. like uh, a,
0: that's something that I think we should touch on that. that well we I think I think a lot
1: of us if we've been in churchdom at all, Christianity at all, at any churches at all there's been many many failures of our leaders, mm-hmm. so I think Satan's used that to, to really knock the um, the really um, strength of this out. Is that they don't there's no trust yeah. because there's been um, they haven't taken the tenant follow me as I follow Christ seriously, and of course you hear about every pastor you know in your sphere or even the, the uh, international ones you hear of that have not taken the vow mm-hmm. to to shepherd right very seriously so then people just throw the baby basically out with the bathwater, and um they don't they don't ever do it again i'll never i'll follow myself which leads to a real narcissistic christianity i yeah. think
0: yeah. but even like you know be, yes lead the church as a as, as a leadership point even just the fact that the idea of spreading the gospel uh, just sharing the message of christ right whether you just you know, an influence in your own workplace or in your yes. own family. does this, the fact that God wants to use us you. to yeah. accomplish His will pretty is crazy. is pretty yeah. incredible. You could
2: make all the bread appear on the ground. Correct. You right. for the make Israelites. God yeah. you speak. Instead, in Christianity, requires that we give. We go buy the flour, make yeah. the bread, and give it away. Yeah. You know, like you give them something to eat. Mm-hmm. That's that's what the difference is between God as King of the Israelites. You know, the children of Israelites, Israel with a manna on the ground and the quail and all Mm -hmm. that and hitting the rock or speaking to the rock and getting water. All of that is supernatural provision in that way. Whereas in the new covenant, it's, he calls us to be that manna. Mm. You know, they wake up in the morning and we take care of them, hoping that we can nurture them and nourish them to become people that will do that for others. Mm. And we feed them. We hand feed them until they can feed themselves. And we produce and we give. We buy the flour, make mm-hmm. the bread, give it to them, take up the basket full. Yeah. We're supposed to do the work. Like when we can get people out of their death into life, we're supposed to help them with the grave clothes. You know? The, the, the stone doesn't roll itself, <laughs> right? They have to roll away the stone, and they have to help him off with his death. Lazarus. Speaking of Lazarus, Great yeah. Lazarus yeah. and you know, yeah. so like it's always marvels—the power to raise him from the dead, but not to remove his clothes, his wrappings <laughs> or move the, the stone. Pa- you know, because of course he has the power to do both. Right. You no, know, he's let he's he's requiring that we participate, mm. somewhat different than maybe how he treated them in the past, and uh, uh, the new covenant's difference between the, that and the old covenant. You know. With the requirement to lead and to be men, to be chosen, be called, to follow the call to follow, and then become someone who can say, follow me. Yeah, And that's the authority that God gave to lead the church. And man, wherever that's been uh, followed closely, like man to lead the church, two things have had one of two things happen. Phenomenal, solid faith lived or total decay to corruption. And it's so crazy how much corruption is still in the pulpit today, still in the priesthood. Hmm. And, uh, but we always then say, well, because there's corruption, because all of these guys did it wrong, let's just stop doing it. Hmm. No, that, that really isn't an option because Christianity flourishes when people do it right. Hmm. And so the great leaders of, of all of the ages, first starting with Paul and Peter saying follow me and imitate me mm-hmm. has continued down even to today where we are supposed to do that and, and stand and take the responsibility for our fellow man. He's going to fall in a ditch. He's going to flounder if I don't stand tall. I mm-hmm. must be the example for him to see until he gets mature enough to see the example that others can't see, which is in the spirit mm. revealed to him. And that's what we need to lead them to Jesus. And we need to lead them in discipleship because God gave us the authority and we need to stand in it and not abdicate that authority because of some honey that walked by or some money that might be made, Mm. some comfort that I may get to add to my life, some security that I want to trust in instead of him. And all of those things are what we're supposed to be working on daily, working out our salvation with fear and trembling before the Lord so that we can say to others, let me show you a still more Mm. excellent way.
0: That's really good. There's that you know we last time we talked about uh, Peter before the the ruling council right and giving his giving his address and right. saying yeah. you know that there's no one that, no other name by which man can be saved and just the, Peter's journey from what we read there in Matthew 16. to we we know his journey was a little mm. up and up mm-hmm. and down right like he I think right after this in in 16 the very next story is where he. Tells Jesus, no, don't go to Jerusalem. And Jesus <laughs> says, "Get behind me, Satan." And yeah. then we know he comes back, and then he scatters, uh, betrays him, you know, three times, all oh, that no, stuff. Yeah. Then comes back, and I think that, you know, maybe for some of us, we are afraid of getting it wrong, or we feel like we did it perfectly, or we're just we we kind of have disqualified ourselves for different reasons. But we, I love that in the in the story of Peter, we see the the humanity of a of a man trying to follow god but not always getting it right but coming back to center every time jesus meets him in that so that's right um i think if you know if you're listening and you kind of think you know well i I tried that but it you know i I messed up or i tried that or i um you know i I didn't get the position or it didn't work out like there's there is there's a space to come back to center and Mm that and start to be the man that can be followed and start to work on it you know like there's there's an invitation for all of us. Peter, Peter, and all the other disciples might have been the the first choice. Of, you know, you think in your book, "Follow Me," you have a chapter about them not being the the first, the guys you think you would choose, right? Does that follow
2: me? Yeah, the disciples. Yeah, yeah, they're not yeah. the kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. At the beginning, yeah, yeah. They don't start out very well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: and we it's, and we don't start out very well. Hopefully, we end well. Right,
0: but he chooses them yep. right. nonetheless. And
2: they and they right. submit they to this process, yeah. and they become. Yeah those heroes yeah
1: and and they were sent and they the, you know after Pentecost they actually really did listen mm-hmm. to wherever they the, the church elders want to send them you know I'm sending you so-and-so yeah I'm sending you so-and-so you know and go here go there you know and, and they spread the gospel yeah. you know it's just it's like I follow no man yeah. you know only the like it we started at the beginning of the hour and it's like a half hour and it's like we become so jaded because mm-hmm. of so much pain yeah and you can get back to square one, and just a cloud of witnesses. I mean, you know, see Steve talk, spoke on Sunday. It's going to be just like Jesus said. It's going to be mm-hmm. you really should find out what he's saying. I mean, really saying, mm-hmm. without all the uh, filters.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's a work, right? Running so, church, running the running of a church ministry, anything like that is is a work. It's not doesn't just. Well, happen. I know,
2: I know. Here at the house. <laughs> <awesome. laughs> it's sometimes like it,
0: for, exhausting. For it to be successful, to see lives transformed, to yes. see all these things happen, it's not. It's a, work. You know, there's a work to ah. it, and we have to. Do what God gives us the authority. He gives us. You know, when we know who he is, we see who he is. We have this revelation now. We have to do something with that revelation, mm-hmm. right? And I, I there's, a, there's a sort of story you tell, Steve, that maybe we could end with that, which is your sto- the garden yeah. story. Yeah.
2: Okay, so there you know. was this uh, guy who moved to the Midwest into a section of the Midwest, a region where um, gardens were bountiful and plentiful. It was the richest farmland in the, re- in the whole many states. And he wanted to buy a farm, but there were none for sale. So he hired a real estate agent to go look for a farm for him. And the guy called him and said, well, there's this piece of ground for sale, but nobody's ever farmed it because it's just full of rocks and roots and it's just nobody will buy it he says no buy it and so he buys this and he goes to work pulling the roots and moving the rocks and stacking them in fences and and using it for landscape and then he he finally gets to the point where he can plant and the the ground has never been planted in rich farmland so it just grows bountiful his harvest is plentiful and he starts to use the profits from that to build his buildings and his fences and his and he turns and he digs and he burns and he pulls and he You know, pushes. And pretty soon he has the most beautiful farm in all the region. In fact, people started to marvel at his farm and they started putting up signs. Turn here to see the Johnson farm. Let's say his name was Johnson. And people would drive by to see this marvelous farm that he had built. And one day he was working on the fence line and a car pulled up and rolls down the window and says, Sir, do you know who owns this beautiful farm and the man says why well, i do oh my she said but god has blessed you with such a beautiful farm <laughs> and he said well you should have seen it when god had it to himself <laughs> it was a rocky mess <laughs> yeah. and it's that's the way all of our lives are yeah. when god's the only one that wants it to be bountiful and plentiful mm-hmm. Until someone comes along and works it, like my yeah. life, yeah. there was someone else besides God, yeah. is trying to make my life good by my, me accepting Him. He offered it to me my whole life. But when I accepted Him, is when I started to when things started to go right. And when I accepted, along,
1: him, and people came along and helped you.
2: Yeah, and people worked with me, with, and they really? and I pulled and I burned, and He pulled and He burned. Mm-hmm. Until one day, there was a beautiful life, and yeah. we were
1: in a church that we it was good, and yeah. the pastor was yeah. good, and yeah, he we said, trust G- him. He, "Jesus, and then words." You
0: became people that then could go and work That's in other people's lives right. to right. pull and to burn and to right. plant and to grow. And I think if we could all, you know, stop waiting for the idea that the the harvest is just gonna, we became
2: workmen yeah. worthy of hire. Yeah, yeah. and just so mar- so it doesn't land in him. your,
1: it doesn't it doesn't seem no. like it lands just in your, <laughs> in your lap. You just sit at home watch the Price is Right.
0: Yeah. That's such a good image that he's looking, for, you know, in the he said in uh, Exodus it was the man appeared on the ground, but now he's calling us to pick it up. give our lunch away. Yeah. You know that that idea of it, it's it's a it's a transformation. It's a you know, and that's right. He wants to partner with us now, and that's you know maybe we, sometimes we're like, I wish the man would just appear because it mm-hmm. might be easier. But the fact that he wants to partner with us and use it, use us to accomplish his will is something that. I just marvel at. So, and
1: he does say, yeah. "Work out your salvation yeah. with fear and trembling." Yep. It's like, and it's like working. You know, and, and God gives man authority to lead. Yep. He gives us that authority. What are you doing with your leadership? Yep.
0: What is he? What are you doing? What he's given to you? So yep. we just challenge you to
2: mm-hmm.
0: reflect yep. on that. And if he's calling you to something, start to do it. Don't start wait. Start moving. Don't, don't wait on the sidelines expecting. Do something. Yep.
1: Just do something. It, even if it, just find a need and do it. Yep. And he'll open those doors.
0: So again, thank you for listening. We'll yeah, be I back a great week. next time, and uh, we'll see you soon.
2: God bless.
0: Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast today. I hope this episode encouraged you, inspired you, maybe even challenged you to keep seeking after everything Jesus has for you and the life he calls you to live. If you haven't already, please take a moment and subscribe to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. That way you'll get every episode each week when it's released. It would really help us if you could rate, review, and even share this podcast with anyone that you think would be encouraged by it. Help us spread the message to more people so that we can all live out this Christianity the way Jesus intended it to be. If you would like to get in touch with us, have any questions about the podcast, the topics, or even like us to pray for you, you can do so by emailing us at uncommontruthpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time.